Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What did you get in a player like Greenway? Well, I'm excited about... uh the obvious, which is the physical attributes, you know, a six foot six, um, talented, power forward at a great age with experience. Um, you know, Jordan's a player that Donnie has a long history with, um, coached him at the NTDP, um, knows him very well as a player and person. But as I watched him very closely over the, the last, you know, number of weeks, I just, I think we have a player here that, um, that we don't have currently, you know, a player that, he adds physicality, grit, um, is a presence. Uh, he can hold on to pucks. He's talented where he can make plays and get up and down the ice. But also with that frame um, and his, his ability to hang on to pucks and, and just have a physical presence, I just think it's an important addition for us that uh, something I've been thinking about for a while um, and was hoping to add. You mentioned uh, whatever maybe we could go about asking Kyle if Well, what I noticed uh, wasn't that we were getting pushed around, but the teams were certainly um, trying to bully us. I don't think there's any way around it. When you watch our games, um, a number of the teams, especially going after our top players and just game after game um, targeting them, you know, it was clear. Now, I think what our guys did was fantastic in terms of standing up for themselves, for each other, um, competing, not backing down, not giving up, you know, one inch. I, I didn't see that at all, which is a great sign. But what we came into this deadline really focusing on, and honestly, I get up every single day thinking about how do we improve this roster? What do we need to help our group? And, you know, the focus became um, how can we add without, you know, taking away from the current team and, and – these guys have put themselves in the position we're in, so you wanted to kind of balance all that and then also balance if you add, what are you adding? Which for me, there was, a you know, as, as we targeted a forward defenseman, you know, these attributes we were looking for, but also players that can grow with us. You know, to me, it didn't really make a lot of sense to be going down the, the UFA market right now um, for rentals, more focused on players that we felt could help us today um, as a team, you know, in their individual skill set, but also can grow with us, and that without taking away. So I think we were able to accomplish that, and really excited about you know Riley and Jordan for sure. Kevin, how does a player like that um, 
open things up more for, for the skill guys that you do have. I mean, I, I was trying to think of a guy like you looking at this roster, a guy who's going to make an opposing defenseman sweat on a four-check, knowing it's going to be a long night. The, stuff, the battles in front of the net, the corners, that sort of a thing. How does he open time and space maybe for other Well, players? you know, I guess the simplest way to say it, um, Adam, is like there's certain players that when they're on the ice, everyone's aware, um, and I put Jordan in that category. You know, he's a, uh, he can skate, um, and he can make plays, but he's got the presence physically um, that people are aware of when he's on the ice. Now, you know, what we're building towards, and you've heard me talk a lot about this, is setting this franchise up for sustainable success. And ultimately, when we get in the playoffs, whether that's this year or into the, the coming years, a player like that, especially in a playoff series where, you know, game in and game out, is uh, they become valuable. Um, so that's that's part of the thought process. But, you know, you need talent to go, you know, with all of that, and that's one of the things that I, that I really like about Jordan. He can make plays, and he's a talented hockey player too. When you were assessing, Kevin, what you wanted to do with this deadline, how much were just the two prospects, Savoy and Kulik, on your mind in terms of, and you've said it before, you don't want to block players. You didn't do it with Paterka and Gwen, and obviously it's worked out the way that. Yeah, they're, they're very much at the top of my mind, you know. Um, so you guys have heard me talk about it, but I also I think we've backed it up with the way we've handled things is that we don't want to ever rush players, but we're not afraid to, when we believe a player's ready, to make sure they're here. We did that with Quinn Paterka, Krebs, you know, you can even go um, to Samuelson last year and, you know, on and on. So we put those guys right in the category as they were um, non-starters in that conversations. And believe me, I'm really excited about the prospect pool we have, and so is the rest of the league because there are a lot of questions about guys, um, and not just those two, but others. And, um, you know, I think that for me is uh, – is if you go back a couple of years, what we were really missing. You know, when you're trying to start to build your team and your franchise and then you're trying to start having conversations, it's challenging if you don't have assets. Um, but those two in particular, I think what Yuri's done in the American League at 18 years old is pretty special and very rare. Um, and Matt is just, uh, he's, our, he's, he's, he's a saber. He's our type of player. The kid's just a puck hound, relentless, um, plays at top speed, um, and just, you know, that's why we took him so high. Kevin, Kevin when you look at uh, the mold here, <clears throat> I think of Greenway, 26, he's got term. You've openly talked about this before. Is that one of the designs you wanted out of this deadline to get another guy like that to add? Yes, <clears throat> exactly. Uh, we're, we're evolving as a team. We're growing. Um, I love, you know, to think about two and a half years ago and, you know, where we were and kind of the blueprint that we kind of started to really have to think about of what we were going to turn this franchise. And there's been a lot of really positive steps. And I think our team has taken a huge step right now. But you can't fast forward you know, to go to certain places, we have to do things uh, intelligently, um, really, really assess um, what the right and wrong types of decisions are. 
and Jordan in particular, having two more years, so you're getting him now for the rest of this year, plus two, um, at least at a great age, right in, the, right in your mid-20s when you're in your prime, but also experience. So, you know, I said that about Tyson Jost, you know, when we got him, a young player developing, but also 300 games of experience. I think that helps, you know, our group. So it was exactly the type of um, fit we were looking for. Um, and these deals aren't easy to make. I mean, there's a – but to do it without giving up um, one of our younger top prospects or, um, you know, something we weren't comfortable in terms of the draft um, was a challenge, but we were able to get it done. So when it comes to situation for you, your first two years as GM, you were really a seller. What was it like to be a buyer just that experience something different trying to add yeah, it's a, it's a that's a good question. It's um, <laughs> I I don't know if I can explain this the right way, but I'll try. I I don't really think about being a buyer or seller. I think about what we're on a path trying to do here, and how we're trying to set this organization up for sustainable success, and how we're trying to build this around you know elite level talent and character and people that buy in. To what we're doing so selling buying you know it's it's part of it and I think the difference is when you're in a situation like we're in today you are setting acquisition cost um, parameters you know and then you're working really really hard to try to get these deals done taking the emotion out um, and just staying methodical and, and intentional on how you're doing things so I don't know if it answers the question, but it just gives you maybe insight to how I try to operate. Um, I want to just say to, you know, Sam Ventura, Mark Jakubowski, Jason Carmanos, Jeremiah Crow, like these guys are in the trenches with me in every one of these decisions, and they're really important in how I operate because, you know, they bring different skill sets to the table. And then I'll ultimately have Donnie as well um, in just kind of going back and forth. So none of these are made in a vacuum, um, but... I can tell you a lot of work goes into it, and I feel we moved our franchise forward today without compromising on things we were not willing to do. When it comes to Jordan, Don Granado has a good history with him. Does he feel, when you chatted with him and talked to him about does he feel like he can get more out of him? Yeah, that's, that's a, it's exactly why we did it. You know, for me, um, I put a, well, first of all, I have a ton of trust and faith in Don Granado. Um, in his uh, his coaching ability, his 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 one of his greatest strengths is his passion for the players and the the relationships that he builds. And he was pounding the table on this one and saying, "I know that there is there is more, you know, to this player, and I believe that if we acquire him and we." get him in our environment and the way Donnie wants to handle the certain, you know, however um, our system tweaks, all that stuff. He goes, I believe that we're getting a really important hockey player, you know. And so I put a lot of stock in that. Um, And I just think that's in my position, as you've heard me say before, I have to ask a lot of questions. I have to challenge. Um, It's it's easy to say you want to do something, but, you know, there's a lot of, well, why? Tell me what this means. Well, how is it going to work and where is it going to go? And I ask all those questions. But um, I did put a lot of stock in Donnie's past with with Jordan and what he believes he can um, do moving forward. Well, Don, obviously, I mean, there's there's proof 
right? We look at Tage Thompson, what's happened with him, Rasmus, and there are other examples, Kevin, in your organization. Maybe if I could just dive a little deeper into that conversation you had with Don. What, what does he feel this kid needs to get by or kind of overcome? Is it intangible? Is it motor? Well, he, you know, and Donnie probably do a better job of, of answering the question tomorrow for you. But what I, what I can tell you is um, not every player is coached the same way. And where Donnie is incredibly uh, talented, and well, he's talented in many ways, but one of the talents, in my opinion, Donnie possesses is nuances within psychology of, of handling his players. Which players need to be really pushed, which players need to be hugged a little bit, which players don't even want to talk to you, which players want to talk to you every day. You know, those are things that Donnie um, has a really good feel for. And the one thing that he, that he adamantly talked to me about was, I know, I believe I know how to coach this player and get the most out of him. And, you know, this is a player that um, when you watch him and you see the frame and the talent and the ability, we think there's upside. And you guys know from listening to me many times is I'm a big, big believer in trying to go forward with players that you think you, they have a higher ceiling. You know, whether that's signing players to long deals or acquiring players, we believe that maybe they're here right now, but we believe they can get here. Um, and that's something that I personally think a lot about. Kevin, you, you talked about not wanting to fast-forward things. <clears throat> and the standings kind of put you in the position, whether you want to or not, you kind of do, because you're in this thing pretty deep. Um, where do you think, feel this team is right now in the wake of the last two games? And, you know, they need to get healthier for one thing, but what can get you over the top and get you in? I, I love where we're at right now. We've played 60 games, I think, now, four points back with the youngest team in the NHL who comes to the rink. Um, they love each other in that room. They love playing here. So that is, like, so, so awesome to see. What I want to see our guys do is just go and just be them. Like, play fearlessly, um, earn everything they're going to get. And the big message, and I talked to the team this morning, um, the big message that I believe that I wanted them to hear was our biggest growth, in my opinion, over the next um, you know, 6, 12, 18, 24 months is going to come internally. It's our own players developing and even taking bigger steps. And... Yeah, we're going to work to round and you know add to the roster and do what we can do. But I am so excited for these guys to have this opportunity to feel what it you know like coming to the rink in in March and playing these really important games and um, learning. And you know, tough game last night, but you know, waking up this morning and realizing that we're in a really good spot. So um, let's go to the next one. And you know, that's part of maturing, and that happens when you get in the playoffs. You lose a really tough game in overtime, and nobody feels sorry for you. You better be ready to go um, the next night. So our guys are learning that, and I just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really passionate about the people in that locker room. It, uh, like, honestly, it gets emotional sometimes because I know what it takes to win in this league, and I know we have it. And now I want to just believe in these guys and, and let them go do it. It's That's exciting for me. There was so much talk, Kevin, about a particular defenseman on the trade market. Um, <laughs> you acquired you 
acquire Riley Stillman. He's got another year under his contract. Is this a situation where Riley, he's in a different situation in Florida in particular. He played more minutes. He was playing 20 minutes a game. Over the next six weeks, and even, you know, is this an opportunity to really evaluate him as somebody who can play in a bigger role? So when, you, when it is time for the summer, you, you have the draft, and there's opportunity to maybe look at other players that it's an evaluation period. You can have a better idea, okay, maybe we need this, that, to, to that core. Um, you changed course in your question. Well, you? yeah, yeah, yeah. I was say, okay. Uh, so, so Riley in particular, you mean? Um, yeah, well, because – so where I'm coming at with this is when – that one particular defenseman who is on the market is obviously someone who plays yep. a first or second pairing role. Riley, is Riley somebody you can really give an opportunity to and see, okay, is he somebody who could fill a bigger role in our team? So maybe this summer we don't have to go out and get that, yeah. a guy who could play the sort of minutes that Dalton or Power can play. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I'll answer it a couple ways. I think the first part is the Riley piece. You know, he's a player that I've watched for a while, um, and I like – a couple things off the ice, what I like about Riley, he's a big, strong kid who's eager to get better. He, he fits that. He checks those boxes that we look for. So start with that. On the ice, I believe that he brings an element that um, we, we need a little bit, just a hardness to him. He does everything aggressive. He's certainly not afraid to, um, when, the, when the play's there, to finish a check. Uh, and he's going to certainly stick up for himself as teammates. You know, do I think there's an upside to him? Um, absolutely. I think he's, he's 24 years old and he's just finding his way. You know, I do believe that he has the ability to improve and grow. So absolutely open to that. When it comes to, like, you know, the other scenario, kind of adding, you know, you weigh a lot of different things. Um, what I can tell you is we had a lot of discussions um, right down to the end. And what happens in my experience is not all trades, I, I would say, or trade options are created equal. It's not always apples to apples. You know, when we went through this, we got Alex Tuck, Peyton Krebs, you know, the two draft picks. And we were assessing in that situation everyone across the league. And some looked better than others, but you're giving your wish list of, you know, and it could look like this. So... I think what's important is, you know, being in those conversations and then for me weighing acquisition cost. And I think what's important for people to understand is um, that it's different for every team, you know. And we'll continue to find ways to, to look at the options to get better. Um, that, you know, some of these conversations that we had over this last month just roll into the off season. You park it. It didn't happen, and then you go. So there's a lot of that goes on too. But um, so we'll evaluate our own situation, and we'll continue to look if there's something that makes sense in the offseason. So we can interpolate from all that that clearly Ottawa wanted more from you than uh, Arizona wanted more from you than they took from Ottawa, right? Your words. But <laughs> I think that's a pretty. Uh, um, am I allowed to say yes? Yes. <laughs> but in, in general terms. It sounds like teams were more interested in your young players than draft picks, where maybe for another team they were more interested in draft picks. Is that fair to say? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly the point I just made. There is it. You have to be careful of whether it's, you know, as a fan or anyone just saying, well, if, if this team traded for this, then we should have done it. You know, that's not the way it typically works. Just, you know, and 
there are, of course, in the conversations there is, but there is a line that we would draw in a situation like that as we got to that spot that we are not going over. And I am, we're not in a situation where we, we feel that we are backs against the wall, desperate. I am thrilled to death that there's an absolute arms race going on in the East over the last uh, couple of weeks, and just there's there's high prices, and I get it. Um, but you know, think that we wanted to be really careful of that too. Um, but yeah, I think what you said is exactly right, and we we always are going to be in conversations, especially um, when it comes to good hockey players, because I think that's important. But um, you know, I think from our, our standpoint. Sticking with our plan, doing it the right way, um, what makes sense for us is what we had to do. How many of these asks are teams trying to cash in on the fact that this team hasn't been in the playoffs in 12 years and saying, trying to find out maybe how desperate you are to to end that? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there is a lot of that that has gone on in the past couple weeks. And... Candidly, um, I get it. What you cannot do in my position is get emotional, desperate, or um, give any sense around you know to your counterparts that you're that you have to do something because you can make mistakes or get taken advantage of. Now, I promise you that I give I give my um, colleagues the same answer that I've said to you guys. We have done a deep dive and learned from what's gone on in the past. It's reality, but we're not living there. And we can't make decisions because of the past how many years. We can't change course and make those decisions. I understand, and, but I also, it's why I get choked up, because I believe so much in these guys in this room that um, I don't feel that that's something we need to dwell on. But uh, we did, we've thought a lot about it. Learn from what's gone on, but we're not going to live there. I, I just want to ask you, just listening to you describe all this, Kevin, and kind of looking at your relatively short tenure as a general manager in the NHL, and there was so much of, that was made of your inexperience when you started out in this role. I, I guess, I mean, you've been battle-tested in the sense of you, you kind of waited in the Eichel trade that you just talked about until you got the pieces that you wanted. And if there was ever a situation where this franchise would appear to be given up leverage you know, because of the politics of what was going on there. I mean, is that something maybe you're conditioned to now in your evolution as a, as a GM? I yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I Yes. I mean, that's a specific example of, I mean, to me it was franchise-changing decision where there is just no way we can compromise on what we felt we had to do um, to move our franchise forward. And I believed it from my core, and that's why we did what we did. It was challenging, no doubt, but I still think part of why I'm so fortunate to have this job is um, incredible uh, trust from you know Terry Pagula and faith in that he believes in what we're doing here and the people around me and, by the way, the players that I talk to and ask them questions, you know, how are you feeling, what do you think is going on, what do we need? I mean, all of that plays a role. But I, I really try to stay um, in the moment and stick with uh, what our plan is. And 
it's hard. I mean, there's, there's, these are, these can be stressful times and not a lot of sleep and intense conversations. And it's also what makes it so enjoyable because uh, it's, this is, this is an incredible opportunity that, that we have in front of us. You made an, an understandable deal for Portillo given the situation we all know. Where do you think your, you know, your goalie depth performance is now? Where you look at that pretty bad, and given that you didn't, where are you in that area right now? Yeah, I'm. I'm I was really, really hoping to come into this deadline um, and make make a deal for Portillo. Um, you guys know the situation. It's uh, became clear to me that I was told this was not market that he felt he wanted to play in and didn't necessarily see a pathway to um, the NHL. And you guys understand, like, we want players that want to be here and we want players that want to compete every day to be National Hockey League players. So it, it was a really um, important to try to find a way to recoup that asset, um, which fortunately we were able to do. And it's a great deal for L.A. They're getting a really talented goalie who's a very good prospect. Um, so I had a feeling that, that we could end up there um, as over the last uh, few weeks. Um, really feel good about what's going on um, with UPL, just where he's, where he is, where he was a year ago, where he, where he was in October and where he is today. He's, he's maturing, he's growing, he's having ups and downs like all players do. It just gets, it just gets, um, highlighted even more when you're a goaltender it's just the reality right. but um no so excited about him and you guys know how i feel about craig and um you know what he's done for our organization Comrie, i think's bounced back from his injury and started to really you know find himself and you know we'll see how this shakes out over the next few weeks but um and then of course devin levi and that'll be a really really important um you know, peace for us. Uh, I want to be respectful to Devin. He's in a he's in an important time in their college season, and um, but we'll have those conversations at the right time. But I, I feel good. And then obviously we drafted a goalie last year. It's a timeline, and those things take a while. Um, but big picture, I feel good, um, and I was really happy to get the asset coming back to recoup that for Eric. Just take Yeah, that the on the defense side of things, just a little bit of a change of scenery um, for for Prisky to go out. You know, that was kind of one of those uh, was looking for maybe a different opportunity. And Jason Kamanos, I thought, did a nice job. You know, really working around the league to find that for him. Um, Rasmus Asplin, uh, I can't say enough good things about the human being. I understand it's it was a challenging season for him. Um, just kind of, he had a real good year last year, kind of just, you know, out of the lineup, and it's it's hard. So I really was hoping to um, do the right thing for him, but also, you know, we wanted to at least find a way to get an asset back, um, you know, that we were able to do. So, uh, no, he was a good pro. Um, he just, you know, I just spoke to him. Uh, the trade call just happened minutes before he walked in and uh, just spoke to him and he was just really appreciative and he said I can't wait to see you guys in the playoffs it's going to be fun fun to watch you know so it just gives you a little insight of what a special person he is. Why did you sign Hauser? I mean I... Uh, purely um, 
just in case a, of a worst case scenario where you just get depleted, that you have another NHL um, goaltender. And, and, you, and we don't have a contract issue. That was part of it. Some teams, you're, you're at 48 or 49 contracts, and then you got to be really careful um, adding one more, but we didn't have that issue at all. So we just, just it's why Mark Jakubowski doesn't sleep at night because he thinks of every possible uh, scenario. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t